0: Welcome, Amy. Thank you for coming to our CC Talks episode. Um, Amy, the reason we invited you on is um, you are one of the co founders of the Artificial Unintelligent Awards. Uh, and I'd, I'd love you to tell me a bit more about what this is and why you started it, um, if you don't mind.
1: No, that's fine. Um, yeah, so we started it really because so there's me, Lisa Forte, Holly Grace Williams and Ian Murphy who are the kind of four judges um, and we started it because we were fed up of getting LinkedIn messages from um, awards companies asking us if we wanted to pay $2,000 to be nominated for a CEO of the Year, CEO of the Year despite the fact that none of us have that in our title. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, we didn't, we didn't want to pay the money for it. So we decided to set up our own award ceremony that was kind of community-based instead. Um, that can, we, we've used it to kind of highlight some issues in the cybersecurity industry um, and also to raise money for the Innocent Lives Foundation.
0: Right, okay. Uh, t- tell me a bit about the Innocent Lives Foundation. Why did you choose that as a champion?
1: Um, we chose it because, um, well, because it's relevant to the cybersecurity industry. So it's actually a, a it's a charity that helps to fight child trafficking and child exploitation, which is done primarily like online. So they bring down like paedophile rings and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so we thought it was quite relevant to, um, to mm-hmm. cybersecurity. But um, also Lisa's friend, Christopher Hadnagy, is the CEO of it. So we wanted to show him some support as well.
0: That's it. But, I mean, full disclosure, I mean, I, you know, we've actually sponsored this uh, artificial intelligence as well. Um, and I think that w- one of the reasons that I was so interested when I saw your post on LinkedIn to, to get involved in this way is because it drives me absolutely nuts. Um, yeah, I've, I think it's utterly ridiculous. And I think it's it just does not help anybody having so many of these pay-to-play awards. I mean, I, I think probably... I get three to four requests a week from somebody saying, oh, you've been nominated for this award, or you know, your company's been nominated for this category. And, and, and then you get deeper into it. And uh, well, not even you get deeper into it, they, they from the outset are telling you they want money for the inclusion. And I'm thinking that is absolute nonsense. It, it really cheapens everything you do. And I, I refuse to do it. Um, so I was really excited to see what you set up here. Mm.
1: Yeah, so all of our awards are free, apart from the pay-to-play award, which we have made. Uh, specifically,
0: to um, just yes, right, yeah.
1: Specifically to kind of poke fun at, the, at that whole issue. Um, but the only way that you can win that is if you give the most money to charity. So we've got a charitable thing set up on our website, and if you want to win it, then you can pay for it. But yeah, it's a charitable donation, not not money good enough.
0: Yeah, I, I think the problem is also it runs a lot deeper than than just these pay-to-play awards. I feel that like this whole pay-to-play culture that we have in our industry is absolutely ridiculous. Like I find it absolutely, utterly ridiculous, the whole situation with analysts, for example. I find that is I feel that like companies aren't getting a true representation of what options are out there in the market. What they're doing is they're getting a representation of the vendors in the market that are prepared to spend, you know, seventy-five dollars to $100,000 to get exposure with an analyst, which would apparently give organisations an advice for you. And that's, I, I just, again, I find that entirely unethical. I find that completely ridiculous.
1: It is as well. And I think it's probably quite a big barrier to progression in the industry, because if, you can't, if you're if you if you're a new company then you and you haven't got the money to be able to do that, but you've got a oh, really yeah. great solution that can help people, um, it's kind of it's, it's putting up barriers to get into the industry and um, to kind of progress things it,
0: it perpetuates the big guys, <clears throat> you know. It perpetuates the vendors that have got money that probably haven't in, perhaps haven't, perhaps haven't innovated in years. And it also doesn't give a true representation. If you think about a lot of the innovation, a huge amount of innovation in our industry, it doesn't come from the big, well-known vendors. It comes from like the relatively young vendors that are kind of find more effective and better ways to solve problems in cybersecurity. And I think that if you just limit that, you know, if you just limit these analyst reviews to those that have got the money to spend you're missing the innovation you're missing a massive part of the of the market i think it's i think it's it's crazy and i think the other challenge is because you know all of these analysts are very heavily influenced by these perhaps more established these larger vendors Mm. the only information that they're providing to you is is what they're being told by the big guys is important not necessarily what is important and that's that's i i feel that that's that's ridiculous as well I feel that we need there needs to be so much more transparency there needs to be there needs to be much more openness and it needs to be frankly unbiased like it's not that much to ask for an industry analyst to be entirely unbiased um, but I guess that doesn't make money does it that's the, full point, I mean. that's
1: the thing Yeah, there you go <laughs> yeah
0: right. and I think that this is one of the things when I when I look about you know, your movements as it were you know your your company i think that that's the thing that i think is really exciting about this is this gives this is going to give an opportunity to basically say no it's not about pay-to-play it's about actually organizations that are making a difference in our industry and that that's exciting
1: yeah so the, the kind of the way that we got the nominations for the awards was that we just posted about the au awards Actually, some people picked up on it, and was like this is exciting. Um, but they all put together like every person that got nominated, they've kept they've, We've kept everyone on the shortlist that got nominated, and the people have been nominated by the community. So it's not like we've gone around and picked people. Um, we've just listened to what everyone wanted to say. Mm.
0: And I think it's also a community that's based on people genuinely being interested in a common cause, and that's 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 interesting as well. I think that's a really good thing yeah Mm. Mm. Uh, what's the feedback been like so far and what have you found the engagement of this so far
1: you know it's been overwhelmingly positive there's been a couple of um a bit bit of negativity shall we say about the token woman award um i think some people got maybe slightly offended by that but the whole point of the token Mm. woman award is to highlight that there are token women like Mm. i get asked to go i've been asked to go to panels before just because i'm a girl um and you don't really get asked any questions when you're there and then the blokes look at you really shocked because you actually got something to say you're like <laughs> oh yeah i know i'm blonde mm. but i can i can mm. still uh, i can still talk mm. um, but yeah, other than that it's all been really really positive everyone's loved it everyone's kind of understood what we're doing with it they've kind of taken it in the spirit that it's meant so yeah it's all been it's all been really good